Wow, that is one long gospel. I feel like it's a coupon Sunday. We got three parables for the price of one. But while it's a long gospel, it's actually one of my favorites. The parable of the prodigal son keeps uh, intersecting with my life. Some years ago, I read a book by Henry Nouwen entitled The Return of the Prodigal Son. Henry Nouwen, in my opinion, is uh, one of the better spiritual writers of our time. Since reading that book, I hosted a men's retreat on the prodigal son and have given a couple of witness talks on this actual passage from Luke's Gospel. Last February, I joined Father Robinson and Father Trout for a morning reflection on the same subject. Maybe a few of you were there. So why does this all-encompassing passage have such meaning for me? I think it's because it's been said that the entire of the gospel, all of the gospel, can be found in this one parable. It is arguably one of the greatest short stories ever told. It is filled with rich and layered imagery of a distant country and squandering our inheritance repentance and reconciliation, about being lost and returning home, and God the Father finding us and rejoicing and celebrating with us. I remember I was probably only about 10 years old and my parents planned a trip to the beach for my entire family, which is quite large indeed. I actually have seven brothers and six sisters So we didn't travel together all that often, but when we did, we actually took two cars, uh, two station wagons, if you remember uh, what those were. Um, And even with that, I think it was really crowded. After a fun day of swimming and at the beach, we packed up our things, it was time to head home. And unfortunately, my mom thought that my sister, Teresa and Peggy, were in my dad's car, and my dad thought that they were in my mom's car. It was kind of like one of those Home Alone uh, movies. But once we arrived uh, back to McHenry, we quickly realized that we were missing uh, the two girls, and my parents rushed back to the beach immediately and thankfully found the girls safe and sound. And once we were back together, I remember how happy we all were and how we were celebrating that reunion. I'm sure most of you can recall when you lost something or someone or were separated from something precious to you. Being lost can be confusing and frightening. It is great when we find something we've lost, especially when it is a relationship, someone that we love. In the spiritual realm, getting lost or being lost can happen to all of us. We stray from what God wants for each and every one of us. But more importantly than the image of finding something or someone who is lost, what unites these three parables, the lost sheep, the lost coin, the lost sons, is the resulting joy, the joy when they are found. That's the key message here, rejoicing the celebration, music, and dancing, which flows when we're restored to right relationship with one another and with God. 
What I would encourage you to reflect upon today and through this next week is that our God is in the lost and found business, and so is our church. There is a persistent diligence to Jesus' searching. Every lost sheep counts. Every coin is worth counting. God relentlessly seeks out the sinner, all of us. Just like in the parable, our Heavenly Father is on the lookout. He spots us from a distance, and he wants to welcome us home. God's love for us is kind and compassionate and unconditional, and it knows no end. Sometimes we can become numbed to the pain of missing something or some relationship. We just accept it as the way it is tell ourselves that that's normal. But the Son of Man does not settle for loss. Jesus never gives up on us, nor is he resigned to the status quo. He came to seek out and to save the lost. God desires our reconciliation, our reconciled unity with him. The resulting joy outweighs the time and effort that's involved. And that joy is contagious. It must be shared with friends and neighbors on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus welcomes sinners and eats with them. Yes, absolutely, fantastic, I qualify. It's not that Jesus condones sinful behavior. He merely seeks out the lost who are repentant And when he finds them, he includes them among the already found and invites everyone to a communal feast and rejoicing. The Son of God is a man of reconciliation in the world that all too often accepts and even encourages division. He cares so much about his relationship with each and every one of us that he seeks to put things back together when so many others work to divide and keep us all apart. So I'll ask you this question. What is your distant country? What might be keeping you from feeling that unconditional, merciful love of our Father in heaven? Maybe like the younger son, you've been experiencing some weakness or guilt or shame. Perhaps it's because you feel distant from him because maybe your prayer life isn't what you want it to be or because you're distracted from some of the many challenges and obstacles in life. It's possible you are concerned about a family member or a friend who has strayed from the church and is struggling with their faith. Thank God it's never too late to welcome them home. Or like the older son, maybe you are feeling absent from the father's love and joy because of some bitterness, resentment, or anger. Perhaps this is because of a family illness or a difficult job situation or a broken relationship. Sometimes we feel like life just is not all that fair. What's always struck me about the parable is the open-ended nature of the ending. There is no indication whether the older son is won over by the father's pleadings. The invitation is extended, but is it accepted? Will the older son enter the house? 
Will he take his father's advice? Will he join in the celebration? We don't know. It's a bit of a cliffhanger. We have to write our own ending. What would we do? What will we do? Do we push away our anger and our resentment and our jealousy and step into the celebration? Will we forgive others as much as we hope to be forgiven? Every one of us has one of these struggles we're dealing with today. But God the Father, through his Son Jesus Christ, is waiting, us, waiting for us to join the celebration at his table. Very soon we will process forward to receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. Before we do, we will declare, just like the younger son, that I am not worthy to receive you, but only say the word and my soul will be healed. Or maybe like the older son, we might not feel like entering into the celebration because our hearts are not in the right place. But as you come up for communion, I would ask you to recall one of my favorite lines from the parable of the prodigal son. Just like the father was telling the elder son, God is saying the same to us today. My son, my daughter, my child, you are here with me always. Everything I have is yours. And what does our heavenly father have for us? Unconditional love, a deep desire for relationship, which will only lead to rejoicing, celebration, and eternal life.